Hey there, welcome to Made to Last, a podcast for makers and storytellers. I'm your host, Casey Clark. I'm also the chief curator at The Legacy Collective. The Legacy Collective is a resource for the creative class. We provide a point of connection for artists and creative entrepreneurs to be encouraged in their artistic and spiritual life. We also provide practical training through courses and workshops. And for fellow pioneers, makers, and storytellers, we provide content of all types to help them build their own legacy. Today's episode is from a talk I recently gave at the Well Collaborative Gathering in Frederick, Maryland with my friends Corey and Christy Fry. This talk was given on October 23rd um, at their recent gathering, and it really kind of covers the practicalities of art making and creativity. It's honestly one of my favorite conversations to have. Um, In this talk, I walk through some of my own processes and musings about the subject of turning ideas into realities and how that's supported by collaboration with other artists. I also share an ongoing dialogue I'm having with other creatives about the relationship between inspiration and wisdom. The metaphor I've been using is one of the sail and the anchor, and it's been a really interesting way for me to understand for myself and a way to explain to other creatives the way inspiration is both pursued and caught while at the same time we're submitting to the leadership and the wisdom of those who've gone before us, and it enables us to take ideas and turn them into realities to give them a social life outside of our own imagination. And finally, I share how collaboration has served to reignite my own creativity and give my role as a curator and a coach a renewed sense of purpose. I hope this episode encourages you. If you have any questions, you can fill them out on the podcast right below the episode notes. And if you're ever interested in learning more about the Legacy Collective, please visit the link in our show notes contact us, let us know how you like this episode, and if you have any needs at all, please check out our links and contact us on our website. Here's our episode about turning what-ifs into how-tos. Enjoy. Welcome. Yeah. Sweet. Um, well, um, Corey and I have probably talked so much about what I'm going to share today. I, I, I literally, I don't speak much, but when I do, I feel like I have a million things that I want to say. And so even as I'm sitting there, I'm just like, oh, there's so much other stuff I want to say. <laughs> but I'm going to try to boil it down to, Corey kind of talked about it this last night a little bit, but... Um, and in his introduction, I mean, just to kind of give you a little history on me, I mean, I'm, I come from an illustration background. I went to college when, in, the ni- in 95, and so I kind of come up with this. As a kid, I always drew. It just made sense to go to college for art. I graduated with an art degree, found music, uh, just started exploring all these different creative avenues. And somehow in the midst of all that, um, I have found myself uh, as an artist I always knew I was super super practical when it came to art like I always thought like if I'm gonna do art I want to do something that's really really practical with it like my, this is the way I describe it my mom and dad were like business people so it was drilled into me like find something you can do to make money but also we want to pay for you to go to art college like we see that in you right so like 
early on the permission was given for me to go and be an artist, but it was also this rub of like, but how do I make that a career because it feels so ethereal and fanciful and whimsical and like even in art school, like they were driving that home, right? So there's always this thing that I've wrestled with. So I, I recognize that I'm super practical when it comes to this just by nature. So I just want to, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm going to set the bar low about this because this isn't going to be super relevant, revelatory. It's going to be super practical, but because I love the conversation of art and faith, I love the, the, I love the topics that come up. I love the fact that like we are created to create. We are created in the image of the creator to create. Like I love that relationship. I love the topics of conversation that we explore as a community. Um, so it, my hope is, is that maybe some of the things that I'll say today will kind of spark some questions. So either discussion tonight or maybe we'll have a little time this morning. But, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about in the community, I've told Corey this a million times, like we'll be reading these books in book club and it'll just go way over my head. Like it does something in my heart, but like I cannot get my head wrapped around it. But the one thing I have learned is that I love... I love seeing artists take their ideas and put them into action. Like, what's an actionable reality that they can take their art into? So, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, but here's, here's a couple questions I want to ask before I get into this. So, I'm going to talk a lot today about inspiration and wisdom. I'm going to talk a little bit about collaboration, but I'm going to talk about the marriage of those two things, because to take an idea into an action, there has to be some form, there has to be an inspiration. There has to be this, this catalyst that says, hey, I want to take this idea and do something with it. Like, I'm inspired to, to move towards something. But you have to have some action steps to put in place. So, I want to ask a, just these four questions. What inspires you? Um, like, what are the things that inspire your art? And we're going to talk a little bit about the, the relationship of, is it raining? A bit. It's raining a little bit. I just, I look down, I'm like, hey, there's a little sprinkles. Are you guys good? Yeah. If it starts to like, somebody raise your hand and be like, can we take it inside? Um, so I want you to ask yourself, where does inspiration come for, for you? Like what inspires you and where does it come from? I don't know about you guys, but like, I get inspired in the weirdest places, the most inopportune times. It's usually in the shower or in the bath. And I'm like, I, I get all this information. And I'm like, I got... N- I can't do anything with this. But here's something that I've realized that sometimes that inspiration, that catalyst is really just the thing to get you moving forward because it's going to evolve as it should, right? Like that idea is going to grow, you know, it's going to become something more. So the second question or the third question I want you to ask yourself is how do you know when to chase an idea down? Like, how do you know when to go do something? So if you get inspired and you want to take it further, how do you know what ideas? So that's probably the biggest question we wrestle with. And as a creative coach, it's the number one question I always end up answering or navigating with the people that I'm coaching. Because they're like, I have all these great ideas. I have this series I want to paint, but I don't know what to do with it. They know how to get started. They know what to do, but they, they want to know what am I supposed to do with this? And then lastly, what's your motivation? You know, this, this one for me, I've had to wrestle down a lot um, because when you ask yourself, why am I creating? You have to ask yourself, is there an expectation behind it? You know, I've, I've come to realize that like 
art is a very generative thing. Like in general, unless you have like an audience that is like doing something with your art, they're buying it, they're purchasing it, you know, there's, there's engagement in their community around it. You kind of have to just have an idea of like, I'm creating art for the sake of creating this art. Um, I remember, hopefully Julie won't mind me sharing this, but like, I'm going to. <laughs> I remember, so my wife, and y'all are going to hear from her afterwards, and trust me, I'm setting the bar low, but she's going to like blow up through the roof. Uh, I remember there was a certain point where she, uh, she would sit in the corner of our bedroom and play to a wall. She would write these songs and play them. And at one point, the frustration just built because it was like, where are they what, what's going to happen with this music? What's, what is it for? And I just remember asking her the question. I'm like, so what if the only person who ever hears your art is the Lord? Is that enough? And so I think sometimes when we are creating as artists, when we are putting ideas out into the world, sometimes we have to be okay with if it sort of falls flat or if it doesn't necessarily get the momentum that we anticipate or expect because it's just the first iteration. Like in my, in my marketing world, there's always the version done is better than version none. Like just get it out there and see where it goes and see what happens. So um, I also have this thing that I'm working on. It's called a generational and a generative view of creativity. And it, it basically speaks to the idea that like we come here, right? Art, or um, Corey talked a little bit last night about how as artists we sort of are on the fringes and sometimes we can find ourselves in the center. And situations like this are a perfect example of that. Julie and I come from Charlotte. We come here. We bring something that we're wrestling with and kind of dialing into way out here in our, in our realm. And then we come here and bring it here. But now we're kind of in the center of something. We're in the center of this community. We're bringing our context into this context. And that you know, it's just how it works. Like Corey's going to be bringing something from his context here where we've come from the fringes to here and he's going to be bringing it to us and then we get to take it with us. So I think having a, a motivation that says, I want to bring something to the table that I want to be generous with this. So, so let me do this. Let me, let me kind of turn the page here and I want to talk about what how, how to turn what ifs into how to's. And I, I, I literally came up with that, of course, near water. <laughs> um, and, I, and I was working it out. I was working out this idea. And I'm like, what, what does that actually mean? And the idea of... So I'm just going to read my notes because it's going to be a lot easier if I do it that way. <laughs> I love creativity because it's an invitation into potential. It's an invitation to what if, you know, I get an idea. I don't necessarily know how I'm going to work that out, but I begin, I get to engage in the possibility of what it can become, how to, how to make it happen. Um, Julie and I and Ben, our son, we were driving up here and we stopped at the Lou Ray Caverns and I don't know if you've ever, has anybody ever been to the Lou Ray Caverns? Okay. So we're walking through and we have the little tour guide, but I'm not really paying attention to it. And we walk into this long little hallway at the end of the caverns and we open up into this huge opening, this huge cavern. And there's this like weird, like resonant gonging happening. 
And I'm like, what is going on? And I remembered, oh, something about the cathedral pipes or the cathedral organ. And so I go in there and there's this organ and we're hearing all of this music and it just kind of is on this cycle. And I finally just asked the guy, I'm like, man, what's, what's the story behind this? And he said, 113. And I'm like, 113, he goes, in your pamphlet. So I start reading it. And it was mind-blowing. This guy, I can't remember his name right now. This guy, this, this is what I'm saying, is that this person walked into a cavern, and for some reason he had the idea, what if I put rubber mallets on these stalagmites and stalactites and then connect piezo pickups to convert that energy into sound run it into this big huge opening connect it to an organ so people can play the pipes like that was his what if and then somehow i was sharing with sean earlier i'm like somehow this guy had the faculty to figure out how to make that happen and do it and then create a space for people to come and enjoy it and this is his quote man's genius and god's hand are in perfect harmony so not only did he like have this idea in this what if, but he also had this idea of like there's God God made something. What if I can add to that? The idea of like letting an idea evolve. The the idea of being inspired and saying what if, and then saying okay, I have the faculty to figure out how to do something with this. Um, I love the idea of creativity because you know the what if it points to what's possible, and we allow the spirit to lead us down a path that that evolves, it grows, it becomes something. Um, I had written down this one thing too that, you know, we've talked about this a lot before that creativity is a way, then where is it leading us? And I love that idea, like what Corey was talking about last night, the idea of potential. Where is this idea leading us? Um, a lot of creativity for me is open-ended, um, but as I'm gonna talk about a little bit later that because I'm super practical, I like, to see, like, when I see someone's idea, even with my coaching students, I'm like, I see the potential in your idea, and I immediately shift you into a place of like, okay, what are the resources? What are the things that you need to actually give that thing life? Um, and then, you know, and then lastly, uh, kind of on this this introduction of this, it's like, there's this thing that burning in our bones it requires something of us, right? So the question is like, what is it, and how do we walk it out? So let me just kind of talk about these two things of inspiration and wisdom. So inspiration, I looked up the definitions. Um, to inspire is to fill someone with the urge or ability to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. And then wisdom is the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application or experience, knowledge, and, and good judgment. Um, I want to talk a little bit about inspiration um i have sort of this working metaphor that i'm going to get to in a minute that but i want to kind of preface it with this that most of us are familiar with the the quote let inspiration find you working and and i sort of have a, a love hate with this quote because i have found that to be very very true but like i mentioned before i've also found it very very true sometimes that inspiration just sort of shows up sometimes and sometimes you don't really get a you don't get to do with it what you want so while I agree with like stewarding our calling and our, and our craft, like being diligent and doing the work, I also know that the muse, that, that inspirational 
uh, thing can't really be tamed. It kind of works on its own, kind of works on its own schedule sometimes. So, uh, and I'll, and I'll, I've been probably over the last year and a half, I've been reading in the book of, of Proverbs and where I'm heading with this idea that I'm sharing with you guys today is that the, there's a relationship between inspiration and wisdom when it comes to having an idea, having a, a, a creative unction and doing something with it. And there's a relationship between those two. And so one of my favorite passages in Proverbs, uh, it's from, I think it's Proverbs 8, uh, 22. And it, talks about the spirit of wisdom in a way that's just it personifies the spirit of wisdom and it really well I'm going to read the scripture because it's and I'll talk about it a little bit but it says this in the beginning I was there for God possessed me even before he created the universe from eternity past I was set in place before the world began I was anointed from the beginning before the ocean depths were poured out and before there were any glorious fountains overflowing with water, I was there dancing. Even before one mountain had been sculpted or one hill raised up, I was already there dancing. When he created the earth, the fields, even the first atom of dust, I was already there. When he hung the tapestry of the heavens and stretched out the horizon of the earth, when the clouds and skies were set in place, and the subterranean fountains began to flow strong, I was already there. When he set in place the pillars of the earth and spoke the decrees of the seas, commanding the waves so that it wouldn't their overstep their boundaries, I was there, close to the Creator's side as his master artist. Daily he was filled with the light in me as I playfully rejoiced before him. I laughed and played, so happy with what he had made, while finding my delight in the children of men. I, I get so excited when someone is inspired, like especially with coaching students or with clients, and I see that burning inside of them to make something, this idea that they have, and they want to see it come to life. They want to see it have this social life like, like we've talked about before. And it always reminds me of this scripture. It always re reminds me that like, here is the spirit of wisdom, overjoyed, dancing enchanted with what's happening as as god is creating and also finding delight in those who are delighting in what god is creating like this it's this weird thing where it's like you think about you think about the trinity and you think about the holy spirit and i never really thought about it that the idea that the holy spirit is also the spirit of wisdom because he leads us into all truth but in that the same spirit that hovered above the water that was a part of the creation also was able to step back and enjoy as it was all being created and then participating in our delight as we watch what God is creating and our participation with that. So I, I get really excited when people start like being playful and, and having these discoveries. So so I want I haven't really ever talked about this. I've had conversations with individuals about this before, but I want to kind of put this idea out. Because it's the, the relationship between inspiration and wisdom, for me, is uh, 
I've never really, like, I'm not a super smart, like, super intelligent person. I don't read a lot. Um, and I don't necessarily have a lot of language, but I find that metaphor works really well for me. And in this one, is it? The raining's kind of starting to pick up. It is a little bit. Like, I'm getting... Yeah. Is everybody okay for now? You guys are probably okay, maybe, but... What y'all want to do? Is it coming in? Huh? Is it coming pretty heavy? Um, chances are going down. Like it's it should pass over us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is everybody good if we push through for a few minutes? If it picks up, we can cool. take cover. Yeah. yeah if okay. If you want to move another tree, so we can do that too. Yeah. Would you like to move a tree for you? Uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, we can move stuff under there. Is it feeling pretty dry? Get under the brim of your hat. Sean will just stand up. Very cozy. Yeah. Are you guys good? I'm going to put this under here. Yeah, feel free to move over if you need to. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to stay right here. I think I'm good. So, so I want to talk about this metaphor that I've been working through. Uh, it's sort of this nautical theme. It's the idea of a sail and an anchor. And I, it sort of started with this idea that where does inspiration come from? And not so much where does it come from, but, you know, the spirit moves, comes and goes as it pleases. Um, so in my mind, it, it just it caused me to wonder like, okay, well, it's really our responsibility to lean into and, and catch the wind of what God is doing. And so the idea of sail and anchor comes from this place of, as artists, there's, there's really two ways that it sort of plays out to me. One is that it's, it's about the artist's pursuit of community, that when we wrestle with art and, or when we have this conversation of art and faith, there's a lot of times where the artist feels like we're sort of outside here. We don't necessarily know how we fit in some of these conversations or in this community. Um, but I, I have always found myself sort of standing in the middle, looking at both sides, saying, okay, as an artist, really my first devotion is to God. My first devotion is to what it is that He has for me. Um, so in order for me to really follow that, there's a sense of like hoisting the sail and really leaning into and surrendering to what the Spirit is doing. At the same time, I can't neglect the fact that like I said earlier, the idea that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, that there's also a grounding. There's also a sense of like, I need to have community. I need to have people who can surround me and hold me up, but also like help direct me. So there's that relationship, right? But then when it comes to inspiration or the idea of the artist leaning into something, I've been trying to explore that metaphor even further. Like the idea of being diligent in your work is how we can kind of stay anchored and have these rhythms and these and a lot of what I talk about with students and with clients is the idea of like having these rhythms and these cadences in our life where we are staying connected with the ideas that we're working out but also being open to what are the possibilities so whether it and and, and again for me they, there's not necessarily an order to that sometimes that idea and the how-to comes right away and we get we get going like the idea of let inspiration find you working. Sometimes we're just diligently pursuing something in our art or in our creativity or in our business. 
and it's just working out. But sometimes we need to move to a space, and this is what I want to talk about in, in terms of wisdom, is that sometimes we need to move to a space where we are having a rhythm and cadence in our life where, like for me, I get up pretty early and I read, and I just want to create space to hear from the Lord. When I, when I started reading the book of Proverbs pretty consistently, I realized how practical it was and how full of wisdom it was, but also how grand it was that God was meeting me in these places early in the morning, and I was coming with all of these ideas that I had no idea or strategy. I didn't know what to do with them. And it was in those spaces where I was just simply hoisting my sail, saying, okay, I, I have these ideas. I don't know what to do with them. And I would get strategies or ideas about where to take them. So it was by like separating myself and taking myself out of the, the, the due diligence, the hard work, kind of separating myself from that and just trusting and resting. I would receive some ideas about where I want to take those ideas. But then I would also, and it would give me the strategies to actually implement that. Um, another way that that's worked out for me, and this is kind of where I want, I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up here, but another way that that's really worked out with me, um, and it's why I love creative coaching, it's why I love consulting, it's why I love what I do with my agency, is the idea of collaboration. Um, when I look at what I do, as an artist, I really look at it from a place of stewardship because I know that some of these inspirations, some of these ideas are just things that are just kind of welling up in me, but I still look at it as an opportunity to steward something. It's a gift that I've been given and I want to steward it well. The same thing when, I work, when I'm working with like a client or when I'm working with a student, like God is giving them something and I want to steward that well. There's a word that I've... Uh, kind of used as part of my ethos of my company and even just now just in my life uh, the word curate and we all know it as the word you know a gallery curator you know they find the pieces that they want to display or they do a call for entries and they pull these things in they identify them and they organize them and they put them on display and make them very beautiful but the, there's two definitions the noun tense of that verb is actually pastoral in nature it's literally to curate the heart to curate what's going on inside of here. It's the person who actually helps the archbishop or the pastor. It's like that sense. It's pastoral. It's stewarding. The other definition is the one we're familiar with. So I love collaborating with other people because it gives me an opportunity to help them curate. Like I always tell my clients, I'm like, hey, ultimately I'm here just to kind of help get whatever is in here out and then give you the resources and the faculties and the processes and strategies that we can work through all that together. So as artists, I think sometimes it's, I know for me in 2020, when everything started shutting down, I kind of hit this grinding halt with my own creativity. I didn't know where I wanted to take some of my ideas. I had been working with uh, this group out in Oklahoma, just doing these illustrations for their devotionals. And it was really exciting, it was fun, but it just, it, it started going stale and I found myself internally realizing I'm like I don't really know where I want to go I feel like I'm copying I've, I feel like I'm kind of ripping off things I didn't feel like I had anything fresh and uh, 
because of those illustrations, I had a conversation with someone over Instagram and they asked if we could collaborate together. I'm like, sure. I was like, I'm kind of fresh out of ideas, so I don't really know where, where we can take this. And um, I, she was a dancer and she was writing these devotionals and she wanted me to do these illustrations that I had done for this other group. And, and I just remember that when I started this process of collaborating with her and working together on her idea, it pulled me out of my funk. It pulled me out of this place of like, man, I feel like I'm stalling. And it pulled me out. It like kickstarted my brain again. It kickstarted my heart. And I'm like, oh, uh, I, I had another place to put that energy into. And by the time we had finished, it turned from, hey, will you do the illustrations to this book to we hosted an online event for all of the dancers and all the people who were part of her dance community to creating a video across state lines. And so what I'm saying is, is that collaboration is really, truly a place where everyone involved, let me, I wrote something down, so I'm going to just say this. Um, collaboration is the way where the best parts of a collection of people or artists we're all brought from our collective or from our own respective areas, right? Like earlier I talked about sometimes we kind of come from the fringes, we come into the center. And when we come into the center, that collective energy of what we're bringing together, that amalgam, something really beautiful can erupt. And I, I didn't anticipate what was going to happen. It just was, I had stalled. Here was an invitation. It felt right. And I just kind of said, okay, well, I'm just going to lean into this and see where it, see where it goes. And we've, her name is Tehila. Tehila and I have worked on three things since then. Just that, that moment of inspiration, that moment of collaboration really broke up in something. Um, and from that moment forward, like it just, it really released something in me. So I'm a, I'm a big proponent of if you feel stalled or if you're feeling uninspired and don't really know where to take an idea, really be open to collaboration, really be open to working with other people, inviting other people into the process. That can be a little bit scary sometimes because we don't necessarily, we sometimes feel a, a huge sense of ownership with our ideas and I think that's okay. Um, but sometimes it's good. Corey and I talked about a year ago, we did a talk about overcoming the fear of rejection. So sometimes that idea comes, sometimes our fear comes from, what if my idea isn't met with any reciprocity or if it's not like maybe they just don't see any value in it it's okay like it's your first iteration right or maybe it's something that you've been working on and maybe you will truly be heartbroken I don't know but the idea is lean into the opportunity of collaboration bringing some new life to this idea and seeing how that can take you know you've you've got this inspiration you want to see what you can do with it um, I think what, with, with this idea of our what ifs and how to take them into action, if I can, if I can really just sort of sum it up, it's, it's learning this relationship between inspiration and wisdom and how connecting ourselves to, uh, to God by giving ourselves space to hear and receive but also giving ourselves space 
to be diligent and pursue those ideas. And there's the sun. Amazing. Yes. Yes, right on cue. Um, I know I, I know I've said quite a bit here. I, I tend to do better with like audience participation or questions or anything like that. So I tend to do better. I've, I've realized this about myself. I can overthink and, and overshare because I don't necessarily know where I want to land the plane because I'm so used to conversation. I'm so used to someone on the other side of the screen and I'm hearing what's happening. Like for me, this, this thing plays out like this for me. I'm inspired when I hear other people's ideas. I'm inspired when I hear what they've got in their heart. And because I'm a doer, I'm, I'm more of a man of action and I'm pretty practical. When I hear those things, uh, something about that relationship is where uh, I sort of receive what I, for lack of a better term, like I feel like I get a lot more revelation when I'm actually talking to people. So I definitely just, I just want to leave it open for any questions. Like if you have any thoughts or you want to share, like way more conversational. So I'll probably do better landing the plane on this talk. If there's any conversation, if there's any questions, fire away. Like anybody got any thoughts?